0: I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshein Kumasi. Today's message is entitled, Three Keys to Prosperity. I hope you'll enjoy the message. Thanks for watching the Fundamental Hour. All right, today I want to give you a lesson on prospering. Much is talked about, about prospering. Many people seek after prosperity And if we're going to prosper, we have to realize that prosperity is a byproduct of of following God's ways. And I'm going to teach you some lessons today from Psalm 106 concerning prospering. We're going to read verses 12 through 18. The Bible says, Then believed they His words, they sang His praise. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp. And Aaron, the saint of the Lord, the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the company of Abiram, and the fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. The Bible is teaching us here about the story of the children of Israel after they came out of the land of Egypt. If you're familiar with the Bible, you know that um, Joseph had been sent into slavery in Egypt Uh, Joseph one of the 12 sons of Jacob his other brothers had 10 of his other brothers had betrayed him he wound up a slave in Egypt he would end up rising to power in Egypt Jacob and his sons the rest of his sons would end up coming to Egypt and being helped by Joseph to escape famine and they would settle in Egypt and for a long time live in Egypt and they would grow and multiply and at some point, uh, they would f- escape Egypt, and that's where we find the story of the crossing of the Red Sea in the Bible, where uh, Pharaoh told them they can leave, and then he changed his mind, and he came after them, and their backs are at the Red Sea, and Pharaoh and his army coming towards them, and then... God splits the Red Sea and the people walk across on dry ground into the wilderness, uh, a place that we now call Saudi Arabia today. Okay, And they're in the wilderness, so they, had, they had been, come out of Israel. They're on their way to the promised land, the place God has prepared for them. But in between Egypt and going into the promised land, God has a plan for them to spend some time in the wilderness. They have to go through some things in the wilderness. And here the Bible says that they soon forgot His works. They had sang His praise at the Red Sea crossing. I mean, can you imagine? You just watched the ocean uh, divide and you walked across on dry ground and the enemy was drowned in the ocean. And they were full of praise and they sang a song and they built a memorial to remember that Red Sea crossing. But it doesn't take very long and they're in the wilderness and the Bible says they soon forgot God's works. And when you forget God's works, then you will forget God's goodness. They did not wait For God's leading, they began to complain. And that is what happens when you don't remember God's works and God's goodness. You don't allow God to lead you. Instead of allowing God to lead them through the wilderness and lead them in His timing into the promised land that He had promised, they decided to rebel against God. And that's what happens any time you forget that God is good. You will not let God lead you because God will always lead you by faith. God will always be leading you into something that you can't see the way. You don't see where you're going. And you have to trust Him. And the only way you're going to be willing to trust God and follow God is if you believe He's good. They lusted greatly, the Bible says. They complained. They said, oh, we're in this wilderness. We remember when we were in Egypt, we had lots of vegetables. We had melons and we had garlics and we had leeks. And now we're out here in this wilderness. And all we have, God was feeding them with bread from heaven. Every day, a miracle every day. Every day, God is performing a miracle and giving them bread from heaven, but somehow or another, they forgot God's works. It's hard to understand, but we do it too. Every day, God is good to us. Every day, God provides for us, but we lose sight of God's goodness. We lose sight of God's provision because we lust after other things. They wanted more. They wanted more than what God was providing them. They were not satisfied with the bread from heaven. They wanted meat. They wanted flesh. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 11 and verse 4, And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again. And said, who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. It's amazing to me. God is feeding these people every day with bread from heaven and they are complaining and they're not only complaining but they're looking at the bread like oh this this bread, this useless bread. We want fish. We want flesh. We want the vegetables and all the things that we enjoyed before. They tempted God. That means they provoke God to anger they tried God's patience and God would move in anger toward them he gave them what they were asking for but they did not prosper because of it he made birds to fly over and fall from the sky and build up upon the earth to where They could have never eaten that much in their lifetime. Just to prove a point to them. I'll give you what you want, but it won't make you happy. It won't prosper you. Folks, any time, look, when when you're demanding from God and saying, God, this is what I want, this is what I need, and not accepting what God has given you, you're in a bad place. And you're not going to prosper. Oh, you may have what you want, but you won't prosper in God's economy. Leanness. The Bible says he sent leanness unto their soul. Leanness is the opposite of richness. They had what they wanted, but they in their soul were not satisfied. They were not content. I'd rather have very little and be content than to have a lot and not be content. The Bible says there is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tendeth to poverty. So preacher, what's that mean? The Bible says there are people who give They give away a lot. They don't keep a lot. But yet they have everything they need. And there's other people, they hold on to what they have. They won't give it to anybody. They're they're selfish. And it only ends up in their poverty. I want to give you some thoughts today. Three thoughts today concerning prospering. Number one is this, your mind is the key to prosperity. Remember God each day and give thanks and praise to Him. You see, they soon forgot God. In their mind, they forgot the works of God. They forgot to be thankful. They forgot to be grateful. And they became discontent. And they became unhappy. And they lost joy because in their mind they were not winning the battle. You win the battle of prosperity right here in your mind. Take time every day to remember God and to be thankful and to praise Him. Fill your mind with gratitude and praise. This is the first step to true prosperity. These people were rich, yet they were poor. They were being fed from heaven, bread from heaven, and they had a promise before them of a promised land that flowed with milk and honey. That's where God was leading them to. And in all these riches, they were poor. Why? Because they were complaining and they wanted more and God gave it to them. But it didn't suffice them. And what happened to them? They ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And never going in to the promised land. Why? Because they forgot to be grateful. They lost the battle right here in their minds. I don't care who you are. If you're saved, if you have salvation, you have something to be thankful for. If you have a Bible, you have something to be thankful for. God is good. That's not something that people just say at church. It's actually true. You need to believe it, and every day you need to say it, and every day you need to be thankful for God's goodness. Have you been thankful today for the water you drink? for the food that you eat, for the place you live, for the friends you have, whatever the case, for the Bible you read, you win the bottle of prosperity in your mind. You can be rich or poor. It's up to you. It's not up to what you possess. It's up to how you think. The rich man is the man who sees himself rich. The poor man is the man who sees himself poor. Number two, we're learning truths about prospering. Number one, your mind is the key to prosperity, not what you have and possess. Number two, contentment is great gain. Your appetite for things... Your desires can destroy you. Be careful. These people wanted meat. They wanted flesh. They wanted the leeks and the garlic and the melons of Egypt. That's what we want. That will destroy you. Be content with what God is offering you. Be content with what God is giving you. And in time... He will give you more. And in time, he will give you exactly what you need. You say, well, preacher, I've been poor all my life, and I'm always poor. Yeah, and you got a bad attitude too. Because if you really were thankful, you wouldn't be saying, I'm poor. You'd be saying, I'm rich. I got God. You need to understand there are rich people all over. I'm talking about people who have a lot of things in this world and they're not happy. Not happy. They get divorced. They commit suicide. They're discouraged. They're not happy. Riches of the world will never make you prosper in your soul. Never. But you can prosper no matter what you lack if you have God and if you're thankful. And if you're content with what God offers you, be careful about your appetites. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 23, in verse number one. When thou sit to eat, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, be careful with what is set before you. Be careful. And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. The riches of this world can deceive you. And when you make them your goal, and you make the prospering in the riches of the world, when that becomes prosperity to you, when that becomes the definition of prosperity to you, You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Prosperity is found in being content. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, in chapter number 6, in verse number 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. It is great gain. I'm content today. I'm content with what I have. I've been content with what I've had since I've been saved. Now, I have a nice car. I live in a nice house. I have nice clothes. I have some things other people don't have. There's a lot of things I don't have that other people have that I don't have. And I've been much poorer in the things of the world than I am today. There was a time when I first got married... I didn't know what bed I would sleep on. I didn't know what car I would drive. And in America, you have to have a car, most places. We don't live in, most Americans don't live in big cities with public transportation. You have to have a vehicle. And there were times I didn't know what I would eat. But God always provided. And I've always been happy and joyful and content with what God has given me. I used to drive vehicles that were 10, 15, 20 years old and sometimes I didn't know when they would break down but I knew they would break down. But I was content and happy because that's what God gave me. Be content with what you have and you will find it to be great gain. You will find yourself prospering. Want what you have. What you have is God Who you have is God Claim Him Delight in Him Serve Him And prosper Number one The battle is fought right here You win the battle of whether you prosper Or don't prosper right here in your mind Be thankful Praise Him Thank Him Be content Contentment is great gain Number two Want what you have. Don't labor for what you don't have and can't have. Number three. Envy is the enemy of prosperity. Did you hear that? Envy is the enemy of prosperity. In this passage that we read, in Psalm 106 and verse 16, it said, They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 1, it says, Now nah Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and Dathan, and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Pelech, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves, above the congregation of the Lord. Verse number 8, Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them? And he hath brought thee near to him, and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee, and seek ye the priesthood also? For which cause both you and all thy company are gathered together against the Lord, and what is Aaron that ye murmur against him? You see, we're told that they envied Moses, and this is a story that tells us about what they did. They rose up against them and they looked at Moses and Aaron the leaders that God had chosen and they said you take too much upon you you're no more special than we are Moses said to them yes yeah, said you know what you're right you are special so why are you so discontent with what God made you and what God gave you that you desire what God made me and what God gave to me. Because I didn't lift myself up over the congregation. God put me over the congregation. If you remember, it was Moses serving in the desert in the mountains when God came to him in a fiery burning bush and said, Moses, you're my man, you're going to lead my people. And these ungrateful Israelites are accusing the man of God of lifting himself up over the congregation. And that's not true of all, at all. And these ungrateful Israelites were special people chosen for special work. And yet they're busy complaining. And Moses' rebuke to them was, hey, is it a light thing to you? Is it just a small thing to you that God gave you a work to do and you want my work too? Folks, if you're going to prosper in this life, you've got to learn the lessons of this passage. You prosper right here in your own mind by being thankful, by being grateful, by praising Him. You prosper when you're content with what you have and realize it's great gain to want what you possess. And you do not prosper when you're busy envying other people, wanting what someone else has, wanting the position someone else has, wanting the power someone else has, wanting the wife or the husband that someone else has, wanting the house that someone else has, wanting the car that someone else has. That's not a way to live life. That is not prospering. And many of the people that you look at in this world and you see that they have the things of this world, the houses and the cars and all that, and you envy it, they're not prospering and you're never going to prosper either because you only prosper when you look at what you've got and you look up. Everybody can prosper. It's up to you. Be thankful. Be content. And don't envy. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. God bless you. We'll see you next time.